You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host... Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Joe Rogan Experience Review listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash review. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with your stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need. Don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can keep it private that way. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is all about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash review. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always by my buddy Garrett. What's up, dude? What is up, family? How is uh, life in Venice right uh, now? Uh, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, to be honest with you, it feels like the life down here is super nice. I mean, I have my sliding glass door open to a 70 degree day with some palm trees and some trees and some birds flying by so i don't got a whole lot of negative things to say very nice bozeman is is uh trucking along and it's not snowing yet so bro we're in august that's all i care about we're in august. yeah dude i feel like i feel like in bozeman the winter is around the corner every second august 6th 10th doesn't Dude, matter. You realize that it's like 118 in Arizona too. It's fucking probably gonna snow in September. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. No doubt. No doubt. I want to give a quick shout out to Doug who wrote into us. Uh, he's a friend of Chad Mendez. Mendez was on the phone. I mean, on the show this week. We're actually skipping uh, the review on that one just because of time. But uh, Doug writes in to say that uh, Chad is everything that um, showed up on that podcast. He's a He's a fucking great dude and wanted us to know and yeah. uh, say he's a fan of our show. And I'm like, what's up? How you doing, Doug? Thanks, Thanks, Doug. Thanks Doug. Appreciate it, bro. Good guy. Good energy. As always, if you're a listener, thank you so much for listening and uh, listening along to the review. And any fan of Rogan is a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Write in anytime. The email link is in the bio and uh, and and say what's up. Yeah. And if you have questions that you want us to go over to, go ahead and hit us up with those. We don't really do like a Q&A, but we could probably do it if we get some good questions, some good things to cover. Uh, who we got on this week, 
um yeon me park yep very emotional mm. very emotional one that one um jason wilson pretty close legend pretty close to the equal, great guy pretty close to the equally emotional on that one <laughs> i know that was right yeah for sure and then evan how do you say his last name Haffer? yeah I believe, I believe so the navy seal yeah the black rifle coffee guy have you had any of that uh, coffee cool to have him on too i have tried the coffee yeah i've been meaning to buy it but i don't i haven't I should give that a shot I feel like I have enough caffeine in my life, <laughs> you, and I don't know how strong that coffee is, but I sounds strong. It's, it's like sounds strong. maybe I'll just just drink it for the pod. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I can just jump. get wired. I could probably jump on that. All right, let's talk about Yeon Me. Yeah. Um, my God, where do you even begin, dude? I I like I was saying that to you before the pod. It's like I wanted to express this, but after hearing that, and I've said I've expressed this to my lady too. It's like. After hearing that, I feel like there's a certain responsibility, and I'm uh, I'm kind of blown away. I, I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of this, but I just feel like I didn't have any of this knowledge prior to this podcast. I knew there was something, and I started, and she knew all about it, and like started like giving me different facts about. We were, I mean, we talked about that movie that was made too. That like was it the informant or something with, and just uh, how I didn't realize North Korea was what North Korea was. Well, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> It was oh, you, so you knew it was like a fucked up place, uh, it, but you didn't realize how bad it was. Not in the slightest. Like not not eight. She said they kill eight generations of people. Remember, like uh, like it seems. Yeah, it's, I had no idea it was it, that the, bad. It, I mean, I knew it was a disaster, but oh my god, I couldn't even think. Like, like where do you even begin? You don't need, like animals. Couldn't even think of some some of the stuff that I was. I, I mean, like I was thinking about like a what like a gator would do to something and i'm like an animal couldn't even think to like cause that much misery in somebody's life that's purely human like i guess no i mean a, a shark is an asshole right right but he has a re- thing but he has a reason but it's not gonna come and kill the rest of your family after it bites right, your leg off. right it's just gonna bite your leg right off. that's a great way to put it it's like fucking a dude like and they have no idea like outside world actually is like that's that's the one of the most traumatizing parts and the fact that it's not acknowledged like whatsoever is and this is what i was talking like is the reason why is because they have nukes is that why none of this is being exposed is that it and we're just trying to go along with it like why are we not dominating what's the hold i don't really know what's the hold i think well i think china protects them and they like you know makes me sick to my stomach well if that's the case then that has to be the reason we're not going after them right because otherwise why would we not like i mean this well it'd be also sadly it'd be really expensive to like go in there take him out it it sounds awful to like put a price tag on it like i look i don't make these decisions i think we should do something i mean what what are we doing we're like yeah i was thinking about that today like we act like we're the most enlightened and progressive like country in the world yeah if we know these things are going on in different places and we're just gonna like turn a blind i i'm i feel guilty like having the advantages i have given the circumstances like these people are just another type of human born into a situation that they have no control over whatsoever and we're over here just fucking taking everything for granted and they have no idea what it is to just like live and breathe and <laughs> and like not worry all the time like well she said she doesn't even talk to the un <sighs> anymore right because they just sit her next to North Korea or something, 
ambassadors with no security, which sounds like a terrible plan, and no one's listening to her. And I think a big part of this is that, you know, people don't really know. They know it's fucked over there, but they don't know, like, the real level. Like, rape rape and murder, like, to the most nth degree, like, unbearable amounts of dead bodies. She's like, I didn't know how I was going to be able to feel again. And I'm like, I can't wrap my mind around that emotion. Like, that's so fucking deep and, like, just cut hard to think about, like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to feel love for my son when he came. She was like, I was worried about that because she was so traumatized. I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, Well, first (sighs) off, right, credit to her. Yeah. Because imagine how twisted and weird and, and like, PTSD full your brain would be if you experienced all that. Yet she can, like, she can raise a child now and do things here in the West and make speeches and go on a podcast. And I mean, she's, she's so she seems like quite like really smart, well thought out really and enlightened. Smart. And yeah, like has a good grasp on life too. Like I'm, I mean, I'm talking about perspective, man. Whew. Her story was incredibly heavy. I mean, she was talking about how those murders and like how she was just like so young walking around dead bodies. Like it was normal. And I was like, I couldn't even write that. Like, this isn't even a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, this is something that, this is like next level morbid shit. Like, you wouldn't believe that shit in a movie, <laughs> would you? I mean, it was overwhelming. Like, the only emotion I can do is either laugh or cry about it. It's like, it fucking fucked me up. I, I mean, and the idea. Yeah, you have to save your shit and take it to the. And then they get mad at you for not having enough poo. Like, what? And, the, and just, like, repeated the idea of starving and not having food. And the idea that this... Like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this dude's fucking, what, my age or a couple years younger than me? And he's just... I mean, he's doing this genocide to a whole fucking country? Like, what? And we're all just keeping it under wraps because... Of- dude, he went to school in England. I think he went to university in, like, Leeds or something. And they they didn't know that he was the son of the other guy. Um, but did it just turn they, shit? Not to—I I don't know my history, but did it just turn shitty when he became the? No, no, no. His dad was a nightmare as well. Equally as bad. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good. Right. And they raised him to, be, but they thought he was. I think the British government thought he was just like a, um, a, an ambassador's son or something. So that you know, they didn't know he was. But he had friends in the West. Like, he did things in England like a regular kid would do while at school. I'm sure he was a bit of an oddball and probably had a dork of a haircut like he does. But to then leave all that with, like, Western education and go back to just how do you dictator. Do like, how do you do it? Like, that's – maybe if it was all you'd known, then not to say that there's less blame, but you, you wouldn't know anything else. You were raised as a dictator that's, and then you became what, that, one your dad was. That's what I was going to say. But if you – yeah, if you go to the West and, and you a... see what normal life can be for people, and then you treat everyone that way, that's a mindfuck. Like I that's evil, bro. Yeah. That's a monster. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, that's a fucking monster. And I'd like to think that within our lifetime, like who knows how many presidents from now will eventually be people our age? Right. It can't be too many. I mean, we have an old ass president now, but you know, I'm turning forty now. Right. So maybe the next one 
If the next one was 48, and that I'll be 48 then, that won't be crazy. And then maybe we have a whole new generation of politicians that are actually thinking about this. I shit. hope, like, isn't shouldn't that be the goal? I mean, just like, <laughs> it seems like the energy is focused on all the wrong places for such a progressive and enlightened community that we say we all have. It's, I'm not, I'm not damning America either because we're way ahead too. I appreciate it, but it is an interesting dichotomy that we have here. That what we focus on. Well, you know, it really highlights like the woke right. shit that's going on when she's talking about how the universities tell her like other people could bring in their um, service animals into the classroom, but she couldn't bring her baby in. Now, I get it. I don't really want babies in my classroom, right. but I don't really want dogs in there either. I don't, but I'm, I'm, if you're going to allow one, I don't see why you can't allow the bait like the are we talking about you know are what we mean? talking about class i don't remember her saying yeah she she was in school at columbia i, I mean with all due respect to her i don't know if if i'm paying fucking 70 grand a year i don't know if i want a baby in there no 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 i'm not saying that i'm just saying you can bring a dog in though oh well i mean i'm a dog owner so i'm probably would side with the dogs on that one too unfortunately yeah but this is a human <laughs> baby i understand dude. but i understand but as long as the dog's not i mean the baby could cry at any time not trying to be. Yeah, dog could. Not bark. trying to be insensitive here. Dog but. could bite someone. <laughs> well, if it's a service animal, yeah, you get one. Pa- I mean, I don't know. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but I do remember in college never having a baby in any class at any time. Yeah, I so uh, probably I'm saying maybe neither is um, that, but but the fact that one is acceptable without the other seems bizarre to some degree. It's like, wouldn't a, her baby comfort her? She's away from it. I mean, what, what then defines what your comfort? Oh, I see the angle you're trying to is. play. On that. I didn't even think. Of like that. you're only allowed emotional support, baby. Yeah, <laughs> get an emotional support, baby. It's just someone else's, like a baby rental. You're like, oh yeah, I just have, I just rent babies. They make me feel better. So I got an Uber for babies. Hold them. Uber for babies. <laughs> it's more of a Turo, I think. Turo for babies. Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah and then she was robbed in chicago tried to stop the robbers call the racist those sorts of things unbelievable it's like Un- it's like yeah that that story is a bit rough it seems like everything that you could i don't even say i could dream or think the stuff up because it seemed like i was in chicago that day during the those riots you, i was there you called me that day i believe i remember that yeah i believe so yeah interesting i wanted to make sure the whole world hadn't blown up <laughs> What a weird time that was. It's interesting having the like hindsight now to think that that was, I don't, I don't know, wild time. Well, what are the takeaways from it? Like, we talk about it being really emotional. This, this information has now got out with all the Rogan fans. I'm sure people are writing papers on it, mm-hmm. you know, like in, the, in articles online right. or the rest of it. Like, you know, I don't think anyone thinks she's lying. No. So now we have this information. Let's say we believe it, right? We believe who she is, what she stands for, what's going on over there. What's the next play? Like, what what can anyone do? What what are we supposed to think about it? Is it do we just move on to the next podcast, or or do we, you know, I I don't know what the, that's. I was going to raise that question too. Is is if anybody's out there listening, I would love to hear anybody's input or what any potential 
because I don't want to talk this shit and then not do anything because it's like I like I said after I heard that podcast it was like now we have an obligation because we know well it made me think when she was saying in South Korea they had that like fundraising day for dogs right like dogs that got injured in the pound or whatever <laughs> right. I love dogs right. I think they should no I agree right but to think but to think people get together to raise money for some kitten surgery mm-hmm. and then there's kids that are dying on the street in yeah. this place it's like connected to this it doesn't even place. seem like you can raise any money for this like you can't get anything in that country what are you supposed to do i don't know how you i think it starts with education and mindset that's got to be the where it starts i don't know how you do that either to be honest but that's got to be you got to just start from ground zero right like how else you're not going to like buy them out or like bombing them doesn't seem like an option like it, that wouldn't help anything like i, I don't know yeah, I don't. I have no idea, but I I think that there's got to be some Peter, people smarter than us that have some at least plausible solutions. So I think we we should probably start evaluating what. God, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, that's just unbelievable that that goes on, and we just get to hit the beach and go for a hike right. and watch Netflix just their and like, daily. Life. How unfair is that? Dude, their daily life is a consistent struggle, like legitimate struggle. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right. All right. Something a bit more uplifting. Let's jump over to Jason Wilson. Everyone's seen this video of the little kid breaking the board. If you haven't, I'll put it a link in the bio. It's adorable. And it's like, it's it's just the kind of thing that w- it can make you cry in a happy way. It's what a, you know what I mean? This little kid is struggling so hard to break this board he's getting upset he's getting emotional he starts crying he's so tiny and he just can't get the composure and the power to do it he wants to quit and this guy's words like his guidance the way he kind of brings the kids focus back and they get it done but like does it in this really emotionally like mature way it's it's fucking astounding yeah to be honest i mean that if you could paint a blueprint for how you want like a father's day card to read or something i don't know it was like that was that was amazing the input that he had and the insight that he has but that specific moment too was pretty touching to be honest with you it's like that's what you as a as a young man growing up to have that kind of influence and to have that kind of talk that he gave to him what is going to be so instrumental in the rest of his life probably you know, like, yeah, it seemed like everything that he was saying was like a constant moment that you kind of had to be engulfed, in, which is good. But it was like, a, I was so mindful listening to this one because I could he, I use his voice and diction was so good, too. It was like you were just like word for word, like pretty inspiring thoughts to have to be so connected with your own emotions and to be able to like sift through the bullshit and and. I don't know. It's just a good person to look to, I think, for sure. He definitely seemed like the kind of person that that wasn't full of excuses either. Like, he didn't come on the pod. He got a lot of praise from Joe, it seemed. And then, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like he was like, yeah, I've always been a badass. I've always been... Like, he was real honest right. about being, you know, aggressive towards his wife. Right. Like, um like really unexceptional beha- like dude isn't there, really bad behavior in the classroom there, towards women and there's so much like 
benefit and authentic, authenticity. Like I know I harp on that so much and how I would just be nice to see people in those political positions have a little bit of that, but it's, it's, it's so <laughs> good. It, I mean, man, to acknowledge your downfalls is, is a, is a sign of growth always. Right. Whenever you at least yeah. take the time to acknowledge where you're falling short or what you did that could have been better. That's you consciously trying to make a better decision in your life. So like, I, I, I feel like that needs to be the constant goal all the time. Like, I feel like this podcast is that podcast to where if someone doesn't understand why doing a martial art, especially a real martial, well, I don't want to say real martial art, that's not fair, but like a combat martial art, one way you're actually physically testing your skills against someone else that also knows what you're doing. Those ones, at least according to Donaher on the Lex Freeman podcast, they're the ones that will prepare you the best for fighting. Right. Because you're actually training it, right? Whereas Aikido is a lot of flipping around and nobody's actually fighting each other. It's like a real martial art like that is you're testing your skills. So there's no room for bullshit. You can't bullshit yourself and you can't bullshit anyone else. Like, you can't stand there and be like, oh, I'm so good at this. I've done it forever. Well, hit the mat and let's see what you know. Because right. that's the real truth. Right. And it's and it's almost the same. It's like people are applying that philosophy of martial arts to their lives. And they're saying, okay, I pretend I'm like all held together and happy and hardworking and motivated and goal-oriented and responsible. But instead of saying it, why don't I just do it? Right. Like, show yourself that way. Right. And, I, and I think that's a lot of the reflection that I was hear, hearing him talk about. I, I, that's that's what was coming across. I, and I was like, okay, dope. I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's... This is also why I don't understand how anyone doesn't train martial arts. Right. This is what you and I were talking about before that. Right. Like, I, I sometimes I'm... I just don't get it, especially when I see people that I know would really, like, I've seen it so many times. People get into it, especially jiu-jitsu, and it becomes their life. And all they ever say is, I wish I started this 10 years ago. I've heard you say that. It's one of those. I will. I I don't know. I've seen a lot of people quit, too, so that's Mark my words. I will give it a shout. For sure. I keep talking. I I, I don't know. I I mean, I... It's the least committal thing. I, (laughs) I will attempt it. I'll give it one to five minutes. No, I, I think yeah. there's got to be. I I value these guys so much that it's like, why wouldn't I apply that to my life too? If, it, if it's showing success in there, so I'll just own that. So that needs to be a goal. So I'm saying it here. The the story of the waiter really stood out to me when he said that he had that wait. If a waiter's like being real shitty right. at their job, right? Here, just ask them, could I get a new waiter? And then. When they go to apologize, he says to him, can you just tell me, you know, what's going on? Right. I don't know if he said that he w- he would wait till they would say, is there something wrong or something like that? And he's like, yeah, you're having a, I can see you're having a bad day. I, I feel like the whole conversation is going to be awkward as fuck, but there might be a way to like apply that to many different situations right. to where you allow them to open up and say, yeah, I'm having a rough time. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Gotta, it stood out. You, you got to pick. I liked it. It was powerful. Right, I agree. I think you got to pick your spots with that one, and hopefully you're in tune with people's emotions. Pretty good, I think that he is and we are. But I mean, 
same time that's a spotty play sometimes people are just in a hurry or doing different things but i agree with him i'm not saying that's wrong but yeah <clears throat> i don't know it, it doesn't seem like something i would do yeah. but i would like to think that when you see someone having a bad day there was like an opening right. to being able to like get through to them and cheer instead of just being like okay this guy's a dick i'm not going to talk to right. him like think is there an opening where i can actually kind of help this person out right i think there's... especially if you need them to bring you food or whatever you need <laughs> it's i mean true. <laughs> you might as well no, try I, and cheer I, yeah i think it's a good value in trying to approach situations like that like empathy is always going to go a long way too like at least being considerate that that seems to always be a a good way especially when it comes to the service industry <laughs> but yeah yeah i just usually will take that that would just be my opportunity to like practice my patience right if that's how you I won't say anything to try and cheer him up but I'll just be like okay I just won't ask him for a bunch of stuff either way and then I just enjoy the meal less (laughs) (laughs) I'm like let's not come here again (laughs) I won't ask for the dressing whatever yeah I didn't need ketchup this time (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah um. Yeah, I, I like again. We'll go back to that. I appreciate the transparency that he says in the, the situations that he has in his life with like his wife and his kids. It's like those again. Those are growing moments. Like those are the opportunities that he acknowledges and then like tries to find solutions to because he knows that the behavior prior to wasn't ideal. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, just. When when he describes like it's okay to like show and feel your emotions, right. right? As a man, like he's a he's a martial artist, he identifies with being a strong man. I think it sounded like it took him a long time to be able to really show how he's feeling. Right. You know, his wife couldn't really tell because he wouldn't speak to it, right. and like learning his journey of learning how to be like, yes, I'm not feeling like. I'm agitated today or I'm I'm like frustrated or scared or you know being able to express that I mean look I understand why people don't like to show those especially men if men had just sat around all day saying that they're scared or afraid then you know you're gonna look like a lunatic but you're probably being a lunatic if that's happening all the time but there are a few times where it's happening and it's probably okay to just be like yeah, right now, this is a big deal. I'm afraid of this. Right. It'll pass. Are you tapping into your emotions that frequently? Like, I feel like I stay on a pretty even keel for the most part. Like, I, I was a pre. What do you mean? Like, I try and I think there's something, there's value in crying and there's value in, I mean, obviously, laughter. Those seem like to be two of the best medicines for your body in, in a lot of regard. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I was just thinking about how often I get way too, like I get really high or I get really low and I feel like it's not that often. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that. I don't know. Maybe that's probably. Th- well, what do you feel then? You just feel like I try and, even I, all the time. I, I'm, I, I'm trying to live in a state of gratitude for the most part. Like I continually like try and say thank you, especially throughout the day. But to be honest with you, I, I don't like, I don't know. I'm trying, I, like I, I don't, my life's pretty good i appreciate the things that i have but like other than like tragedy and turmoil like those times that happen it doesn't seem like on a daily basis i don't get too high or too low very often i kind of stay 
and he was talking about it kind of seemed like he was trying to tap it in i think it probably has something to do with what he does because he's always dealing with so much trauma in general with all these other boys that makes more sense because he was saying i can't remember the adjective he used but it was like he had to vent or something to his wife or he had to go sit by himself and just like deal with his emotions i'm sure with well he has a family right you know he's well i'm sure dealing running with a non-profit right. he has his martial arts school he's got kids right. got when you got a lot of responsibilities like that right. there's potentially a lot more that's true for you to true. process yeah right that makes sense you know so maybe that is that that probably has a lot to do with it but i it's probably good to acknowledge all the things that he is i mean at least you become in tune with yourself a lot better and know yourself better yeah well, I think it's that. It's like some sort of checking in with yourself, you know? Like, I have plenty of worry that will cross my path throughout the week. And I notice when, I don't, when I'm too busy and I don't pay attention to it, that worry turns into a lot of different things, often anger. I start getting short-tempered and pretty pissed off. And it's not really what I'm feeling. I was going to say, like if I'm just getting, if I'm getting angry, that's usually the first moment I've noticed that I'm actually concerned about something else. Like I'm either like afraid of something or sad because it's, I think they call anger like a secondary emotion. So your primary one comes from somewhere else. There's something else that caused it. It's fueling the anger. Yeah. And you don't always notice. You know, you're just like going about your day and then you're like, nah, I'm pissed off. And you got to kind of, I guess, take a step back. But that's what the, this practice is. That's why um, having these sorts of conversations for people to hear that are, you know, struggling with depression or anxiety or those sorts of things, which is fucking rampant. It's good just to get people aware of how they're feeling. Right harped on it a million times too that anxiety and whatnot is can definitely be mitigated by doing hard things because like you were saying too like i i guess that's that's a good acknowledgement of that but it seems like staying busy would probably be a good, good alternative then but do you so you notice yourself getting angry like well but getting busy can be can sometimes be a bad thing too i think because you can like i'll do it where i'll, I'll just get so busy i'm like using that as a distraction to not deal with maybe something directly or close to me that i'm that's causing me to like feel some strong emotions i'm like i don't have time for that right now i gotta power through all these different things left and right it works for a while but it eventually runs out like you gotta that's why meditation is good you gotta sit and feel that shit yeah you're pretty good about compartmentalizing i'll give you that i'm not as good at that it's a good way to deal with it. That's for sure. Oh, uh, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep working on it. I think it takes a whole life to like get anything close to it down. Right. Even if I don't know if you ever do. Right. But I think. It- but look, someone like him, it is just so incredibly beneficial for like a community to have a guy like that that cares. Like he talked about the cave being a place that like all around develops young people not just for martial arts but like gets them ready for jobs or gets them knowing table manners and etiquette and respect and and also the emotional portion so they're not just bottling it all up or drinking their life away so they don't have to feel right um i mean fuck man more communities need people like that guy absolutely and i think that's why that video 
resonated so hard for sure because it wasn't just like one isolated thing that was beautiful it's like this is who this guy is right. and finally his story got told 100 percent. like i completely agree it was like that's what i was saying too every time he spoke it was like a moment it felt like because it was like you wanted to hear what he was saying yeah he was getting deep man right. he was getting really i think i think uh joe i don't know i'd like to see what he gets up to now <clears throat> because he's gonna have a huge bump from being on Rogan. Right. So um I don't know. I'm excited to hear like what he does next right. with that. For sure. <clears throat> I'm sure it's gonna be good things. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's let's finish off with Evan Um Black Rifle Coffee. Fucking popular. Great coffee. Right. Navy SEAL, legend of a dude. And he's in the middle of this controversy. What was it? The New York Times talking shit? Come on, New York Times. Get Dude, the fuck out of here. Are we just, it's like a constant. It's like a, it's literally a game. That's what it is. It's a game to see what kind of controversy you can stir, stir up. I mean, he was like talking about it. it was like, Dude, this is the most American guy, Navy SEAL, defended our country, and they're trying to like smear him on like an anti, anti-American <laughs> fucking campaign kind of thing is what they were saying i mm. i mean it's amazing you want to say it's amazing but it just seems fitting it's like let's just see how much farther we can push the envelope at all times yeah i mean he's a great i don't see the point though <laughs> i don't know what they were trying to to prove like when he talks about all the effort right that he's put into like hiring guys that he worked with in Iraq that are Iraqis right. <laughs> like helping them setting up lives for them like dude. what kind of loyalty and love is that he said it immediately when he set up the company he called those, his people back there and got them all jobs and said move out here now like, with a- dude I've done nothing that no. awesome even nothing close <laughs> no, like I try I would like to that's amazing no that's amazing no way move. that cool like, and I was I, I actually really appreciated it seems like to get out of the to get out of war unscathed is such a blessing i'm sure but like the the perspective that he has on life to spend as much time as he did in iraq and afghanistan and the times that he explained he made me he made me want to like go be a soldier to be honest the way he was describing it it was like man that does sound pretty awesome a lot of the things oh when he was talking where where did he go was it like cambodia or somewhere it was like on those he's like we're just just looking for a gunfight and i was like drinking and shooting and yeah (laughs) i was like something about that sounds pretty primal but awesome at the same time it didn't even make me mad, like in the sense of a taxpayer. No, no. Uh, you know, you could be like, "That's what they get right. up to." I was like, "Great!" No, Damn. I literally had that first thought, then I had that Sounds second awesome. thought immediately. That immediate second thought that you had too—that was my progression. Yeah, how many people do you think want to sign up for the, the special forces? Now? <laughs> I mean, they probably got a—they they probably got a boost there. But the, oh yeah, for sure. Because okay. loads of people want to get involved. He's a legend. I mean. I can't remember this. I remember him being on before some organic kind of story about how Black Rifle got started too, or he just got like really into coffee and then decided to start his own thing. Is that how it was? He got like super boutique and bougie or how'd that work out? Yeah. I I don't remember exactly what the backstory was for. I mean, it must, um, it it must be an homage to the rifle, obviously him being a soldier, but. Well, that's why he has the rifle on there. It kept him alive. That's the point of it. You know, and coffee is, you know, people want it. Yep. It's a great drug. For sure. Get that caffeine in your system. 
what are your thoughts? Um, you and I are both on the same page about that. Like, I feel like that's part of my daily routine is just wake up, and make coffee. I don't put any sugar or anything in it, but it's just beans and water. Oh, you know, recently I've been thinking I drink way too much coffee. Yeah. To be honest. Oh, dude. I do. I drink a, I think a lot. when you know when I'm writing a paper or like doing anything for my school stuff, I just it's like all day. I drink it all day. Right. But I don't. It's fine. I think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, there's worse things. So I don't get all jittery. It's not. It's not a big deal. Get it in your system. Right. It's a good antioxidant too. I'm, I'm, that's what I heard. Well, they talk about the vaccine stuff, right? Let's get into that vaccine passport. And we spoke a little bit about that before the pod. You were saying that LA is. I heard it was in the. I heard it was in the works. And this is all just via Instagram memes and whatnot. But I like watched something about how they're going to implement what they did in New York. But I don't know if that's just like speculative or what, but the mask mandate quote unquote is still supposed to be on here. It's not like anybody's coming to any business telling you you need to do it. At least that I know knock on wood, I guess, but that, that hasn't seemed to be a thing. So I'll take that. But at the same time, we were talking about having to have a, a vaccine in order to get into a restaurant or bar or gym. Bro, things are sliding are on a very slippery slope. If that's the case, like I, I hope people. Well, I, it doesn't really represent freedom. I right? hope people are realizing that you don't. I hope there's going to be some pushback because I, I personally don't have it in me to go do that. Like I, I just nope. Seems very odd. I, I remember at a young age, my mom saying something to me about that. She goes, "If they ever try and do anything that you don't want them to do," and she was referring to. In hindsight, it seems like this is what she would have been referring to. She's like, do not do it. I don't know, something like that just stood out in my mind, and it doesn't make sense that you're going to inject a foreign substance into my body to mitigate or, like, retaliate against another a potential disease that could come in my body and not allow me the opportunity to decide what I want to do for myself. Where is the freedom there? Yeah. Where is it? Well, I mean, look, some vaccines in the past, like the polio one or measles, that was like everyone needs to get that right. because that, so many people were dying of polio. And that measles, makes sense. And it's a fucking awful way to die. Right. So some vaccines are a good move. I don't think this fits in that category personally, given all the, si well, the science. Yeah, people aren't dying or getting like maimed at the same rate. Right. But eat, look, part of this I agree with. But I'm not anti-vax. Like, I think that it's probably a good idea for everyone to get the vaccine. It just shouldn't be a law or a requirement to then travel and or um, go into a restaurant. Right. And for the record, that's the bit that for the record, it's not I'm an not anti-vax. I'm pro do whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, that includes yeah i think that's where we agree <laughs> that inc i include that that includes everybody like that includes everybody whether you want to do it or not do it i'm not anti or pro but i'm just going to do what i want to do and you can do what you want to do and i'm just going to keep going about my business like i've been going about it so like i don't know wh like what world we live in where somebody thinks that they're going to tell another human what to do and who like i was saying to you who's the benefit like who's the beneficiary of all this like big pharma's on the other side of this just cashing in right is that not wrong? They're making a lot of money. I mean, what yeah. the fuck are we talking about? Like, how is this not... How... I, I don't know. I, I don't know how everybody... I don't know how anybody's going back to doing what they told us to do before. And somebody else was just telling me that in order to go... This, this logic on this, like, 
and you could either get your vaccine or you have to wear a mask in the building. But if you don't have the vaccine, you have to wear the mask and vice versa. I'm like, so we're still sold on the fact that these fucking bandanas are doing anything. Like, what are we, like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? It's just like you're playing some mind game with somebody that's like a little kid. I'm like, I'm not a little kid, but grown up, have some life experience. Like, you're not telling me what to yeah. do. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> Apparently, I'm not passionate about it at this point. Like, I feel like they've turned me into. <laughs> I feel like they've turned me into this guy. That's like, I just am so like. Well, you, dude, you're not the only one that feels these like, frustrations. I wanted to go and, along. And I wanted. He's to, annoyed. Like I want to help the. I want to help everybody. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody. That's never the goal. But the idea. That somebody else thinks that they got something figured out that I don't based on a bunch of jargon that doesn't even seem – you have no idea how to thumb through what's real and what's not and what's biased and what's – everything has like a different angle to it at this point. It's like, dude, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's an interesting time to live in. I hope that – I hope the masses are not just going to bow down again. And I'm not saying that you need to retaliate, but I will say that – it doesn't feel like just the you could feel that tension, you know, back in the back this time last year kind of thing. It doesn't feel that way as far as like no one's like barking at each other about the mask thing. You might get like a weird look. Like I don't really wear it. I wear a bandana on my chin because that's where COVID goes. I think it hits your chin and then it bounces on your eye. But if your knees are bent, it can't get in your mouth, right? Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> and as long as your knees are bent when you're sitting is at this a, dog to get if you're if you're sitting at a. You're sitting at a, uh, what's up, bud? Hey, stop. 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 Uh, the postman just showed up. Hang on one second. I'm sorry. Doggy time. How you doing? Yeah. Well, Garrett's going to talk to the postman for a while. You know, the, this kind of story is, is being rehashed, and we're all sick of it. I know I am. It just comes up because... It's talked about on Rogan's podcast, and and to some degree, it gets discussed. Like, what we're doing is just talking as fans about something that is being talked about on his show. Absolutely. It's, It's a frustration that continues, and in some way, the dialogue that we're having not ours in particular but everybody when we when this is discussed is like it's helping us come to some understanding of where we are with this like what we're willing to do how it should be and like how government intervention of any kind does affect freedoms like what freedoms are we really allowed or like what freedoms are we going to allow to be taken away for safety and and how do we figure out which ones make sense or not? I mean, definitely not with the way they handle shit in California. That's what I'm saying. Like, you guys are just walking around free as birds over there, right? Yeah, Montana doesn't care at all. And I mean... Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I, I've literally given a lot of thought to the fact that if they tried to start implementing this stuff again, it's like, I guess I'll just go to another state. I guess I'll just do... Well, people are, you I know. It's, it's, just... it's so often I have people up here that I meet and talk to that are like, I'm not going back there. We're, I'm moving away. I've come to Montana. I'm like, they, they are leaving California in droves. Right. It's real. I've heard. And it, and it's for good reason. Right. I will say, you know, these aren't bad people. These aren't like anti-vaxxers. These aren't just people that are 
uh, just hate all law and order. Right. Like, it's nothing like that. They're, they're just like, I'm not dealing with, like, I don't like how it feels. Right. It feels like oppression. It doesn't feel like a good move. I mean, who is out here like, oh, this this all makes sense? Is there anybody that's like, this all makes sense? Probably. <laughs> They're probably they're probably politicians making the rules and then not following them and going to restaurants and getting their hair cut. They're people that are like, do as I say, not as I Didn't do. Didn't you hear that? I, I don't know where I heard this, but I heard the Pfizer guy like went on vacation and they needed to have the vaccination and he wouldn't get his own vaccination. The guy who like owns Pfizer. That could just be speculation, but I heard that. I mean, I was like, oh, where did you hear that? Garrett? <laughs> I guess. Did you hear that? Who I, I, made that? I don't know. It could be. I don't know. If anybody has any insight on that, please reach out. But yeah, send Garrett an article. <laughs> Get him up to internet. Uh, dude, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. There's a lot of fuckery. Right. Like I, I. It's hard to know what to believe at the moment, and that's why it's important to have, you know, these continued conversations or really smart people on Rogan's show or Sam Harris's show or brett weinstein show even though those two are arguing with each other right now go go make sense of that if you can right. it's uh it's fucking strange times man strange times and yeah i was thinking of the future of like education and news the other day and i was like you know what it might be podcasts exclusively I sw- like forget universities and all the woke shit and it, it might be this Dude, this is where i not ours I did- <laughs> trust me you're not gonna learn a lot but others, this is other good this ones. is where i get 90 percent of my news is listening to these guys talk about current events and different stuff i didn't know about case in point north korea i knew there was something going on there for the record but i didn't realize to the extent <laughs> to, to the extent i don't act like i was completely dumb to what was going on but could you find it on a map um uh, if you just look to the globe, would you be able to find North Korea? It's doubtful. I could probably get close. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Doubtful. I can get close. I mean, I'm, it's like real close to China. Yeah, I know there's a, I know what hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, do all right. <laughs> get close. I know, man. It's fucked up. Well, let's wrap it up for this week. Um, who do we, who's on this coming week? This great. Oh, Hicks and Grace. Yeah. He's, he's a, and I train with his son, so I hopefully have some good things to say. Maybe I'll have a chat with Kron next week and, and get some inside scoops. Dominate, dominate. He probably won't tell me shit, yeah. but you probably might be worth you it. You probably don't know him. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture with him. Fuck you, All right, guys. Thanks, as always, for listening. We appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the pod, any questions, comments, or something, write in, give someone a shout out we'll give you a shout out um we appreciate the the support as always appreciate you guys so much uh, looking forward to next week peace and love folks later peace